Therefore, if you have uh, any type of situation where it's a suffix as to whether I have to pay for that which my shore damages, so it's a mitzvah the, the nizik doesn't get his money. Uh, there are at least four applications of this in the Mishnah. Well, the Mishnah is pretty elaborate. Number one is that you don't know whether my shore was mazik at all. Uh, it could be that the nizik just tripped over a rock. Number two is that there were two shvarim. One is uh, mine, another is somebody else's, and you don't know who's did the damage. Nizik can't collect from anybody, because I could always say it was the other guy, and he could say it was me. Um, let's say both shvarim belong to me, so if both shvarim are there, so then uh, both shvarim are mine, so then I have to pay, even in a short time, so then both of them become a shubit to the damage. But let's say that uh, one shore is big, one small, or one is a tam and one is a muad, and the nizik obviously wants uh, that the big one or the, the or the uh, or the muad was the one who did the damage. He can't prove it, so he gets the lower value. And uh, the same thing is true if the nizik has two shvarim, big one, small one. He wants the big one to be gored by the muad. A small one by the tom, or the big one by the bigger uh, by the bigger tom, and the, and the small one by the smaller tom. In all these cases, you can't prove it, so you always have to go for the lower value. So the Mishnah says like this: Shor shor acher. The shore that's chasing after another shore, uhuzak, and it gets damaged. Ze'aymer shor chahizik. So the nizik says that your shore did the damage. Ze'aymer loiki. The other one says not true. It tripped over a rock and hurt itself. So the nizik gets nothing. If both of them were chasing after one, so you have a <coughs> you have a fight as to who did the damage. They're both potter because there's a of a and he can't collect from either one of them. But if both of them are uh, one person, doesn't mean that he, both of them are chayav, he has to pay twice. It means that they're both mishubed to damage if it's a short tam, where the maximum value that you uh, pay for chatzinezek tam is the value of the shore. So over here, both of the shvarim are mishubed to it. If one of them was big and the other one was small, one short time big, the other short time small, so um, again, you're going to only get the value of the cotton. The muad was the one that did the damage. The mazik says, like he, and he can only collect slash to the, uh, from the small one or from the tam. If the two shvarim uh, that got damaged, um, there were two of them, and one was big and one was small, and the mazikim were also two. Why? Because that, that way he's going he's to get the most coverage. Because if the cotton was mazik the gadol, so then uh, half of the gadol is not going to be covered by the cotton, or going to be covered by less of the cotton. What's called mazik? I'm a cotton as a gadol, the gadol as a cotton. 
Um, the Mazik says no. The gadol got the cotton, and the cotton got the cotton got the gadol. Echad tam yechad muad, and nizik omer muad hizik is a gadol. The muad was the one who was mazik the gadol. The tam is a cotton. A mazik omer leki el tam is a gadol. Muad is a cotton. I might say mechaveroi all over Ryan. Okay, now we move on to Perak Dalad Shoshenagach Dalad Vehei. Very confusing Mishnah. There are two shittas in the Mishnah. First shita in the Mishnah is the shita of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir's halacha is going along with the uh, din of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says Yusham Hashar. I knew that a nizik, um, in a case of a short tam, does not become a shutaf in the behemah and the shor hamazik. Um, however, you uh, you just estimate the value and uh, you take it in money. But he doesn't actually become a shutaf in the shor hamazik. The next tana in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion of Yuchlat Ashor. That the uh, shor, that the the um, bal the, the bal of the shor hanizik becomes a shutaf in the shor hamazik. So according to Rabbi Shimon, and that's what we're going to see every time the shor hamazik gores again. So uh, basically, the hanizik uh, becomes a shutaf in the next damage because he owns the uh, because he owns the next shor. So therefore, both of them uh, share the damage together. According to uh, Rabbi Meir, so that's not true. Uh, Rabbi Meir, though, talks about a different ukimta. Rabbi Meir talks about where you have a shor hamazik that, um, what's it called, the damages. And now what happens is, is that the nizik goes and grabs the shor hamazik as collateral for that which the other guy owes him. Right? Um, if, uh, what's it called? And, and therefore, and, and then he goes and he uh, is negligent and the shor gores again. And then the next guy grabs it, and then it goes again, and the third guy grabs it. The halacha is in the first case where we're going according to uh, according to Rabbi Meir that the what's it called that the last guy for sure gets paid, and then whatever money is left over goes to the one before, and whatever's left money goes to the one before him, and then and then whatever is left over is going to remain by the bailim. Why? Because each one is subsequently, when they grabbed it, they become the mazik, and they're going to have to pay for the, pay the next guy. Whatever money is left in the shor is going to be covered to deal with the nizik beforehand. Rabbi Yehuda just uh, deals with a case where you have the same shor dealing, goring over and over again, and he illustrates how both the mazik and the nizik in each one of the cases has to pay out because they become shutram in the shor. So let's see how the Mishnah deals with all this. So there was a shor that was nogeach four or five shvarim, one after the other. Okay, And what happens is, after it goes the first one, the nizik grabs it. Then it goes again, and then the next nizik grabs it. And then it goes again, and the next nizik grabs it. The nizik always ends up, in turn, being the next balamazik, because he's a shomer for the shor, which he grabbed, and only half of it belongs to him. So he's chayev to pay chatzin nezek, ki'ilu, he's the, he's the balamazik legamri. So yushalim la'achrein shabahem, the last guy who did nothing wrong, so he gets entirely covered for his chatzin nezek. If there's any money left over, once he gets half of the damage of his shor, then yachzer shalofanov. Then, then the second to last guy, let's call him number four, so he gets paid for his damages. Um, if there's extra left over, so then number three gets paid for his damages. The last one, though, is always the one who gets the... Uh, <clears throat> who always gets paid 
Why? Because the, the last guy is uh, what's it called? Did nothing to incur damage to did nothing to cause damage to anybody else, so he doesn't have to pay anything, um, and uh, and therefore it just works it works its way back. That's all in the shita of Rabbi Shimon of Rabbi Meir, who says that. He's just a shomer on the shore. Rabbi Shimon, I mean, Rabbi Shimon says, Shor shenaga shor You have a short tam that gores a shore which is worth uh, 200, and the short tam is worth 200. So now it turns out, Chatsi Nezik is 100. It turns out now that the Nezik owns 100 of the Shorachai, and the original Bailam owns 100 of the Shorachai. Ve'ina neveli yafeklum. Zen noitol mona ve'zen noitol mona. So now, another shore worth, worth 200 is gourd, which means you have to pay 100. So the last guy gets his, gets his, uh, his mana. Why? Because they're shutfim in the shore, and they each have to pay off half of the damage, so each one loses half of their stake. So now it turns out that all three of them are shudfim in this shore. So now how are you going to cover the next 100? The last guy gets a month. Each one has to pay proportionate to the amount that they own in the shore hamazik. So each one had to pay 25, 25, and then 50 because they all get shifas in the shore. That's according to the Shita of Rabbi Shimon. Tomorrow we uh, continue with Mishnah Beitz.